Time with Carly Zucker, presented by Gustavus Adolphus College on the fan. Now, with a look at what Minnesota teams and sports figures do to give back to our communities, here's the fans, Carly Zucker. This is a really fun episode because we have Kyle Rudolph, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings, joining me. They haven't kicked me off the air yet, so I feel like that's good news, right? Have you listened to it yet? Absolutely. I saw you had Adam Thielen on here, so I mean, you can't pick a better guest to to kick off the show with than Adam. So uh, that is a good sign. You're still on air. (laughs) I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't start with Jason, and I felt like I couldn't start with you. I was like, if I start with Jason or Kyle, I feel like that's just a cop out. Yeah, Adam's a pretty good guest, so that's that's a good start. Yeah, he's trying to follow in your footsteps with all the great things that you're doing, which we'll touch on. we're not going to talk a lot of football, but I want to talk a little bit of mm-hmm. football. Um, people that are listening to this can't see you, <laughs> but you hobbled in here a little oh, bit. No. What's I, going on with you? I didn't hobble. <laughs> yeah, I, I strolled you in. in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm flying around on my scooter. Uh, no, I mean, this is the life of an NFL offseason. You know, you kind of do everything you can to, to get through the year and um, be available for your team each and every week. Um, you know, everyone knows I had a, a bum ankle for the, the latter part of the season, and I just did everything I could to to finish the year uh, to be out there. You know, it was an exciting playoff run, and I wanted to be a part of it, uh, knowing that I'd have to get this fixed eventually, uh, and that's what the off season's for. So uh, I'm all fixed and ready to go. Just have my scooter to roll around for a little while. Um, but, yeah, nothing that should keep me out for an extended period of time. Just just had to get it fixed. You said you just wanted to keep playing. Um, how difficult mm-hmm. is it to play like that? I mean, I, I, you hear stories. Charlie Coyle, one of Jason's friends, played with two separated sh- shoulders mm-hmm. one time in the playoffs. You guys play through a lot of things, but how difficult is it? Well, hockey players are way tougher than we are. Um, so they play through a lot more than we do. And, and you know, I, I tell those guys all the time, I don't know how they do it multiple times a week. We only have to do it once a week. So you have all week to kind of get back, get healthy, uh, and do it all over again. Unfortunately, when you have an injury, most of the time it's like starting over each week. Um, but we only have 16 opportunities to go out and play. And you train all year and you do everything all year to, to play those 16 times. So uh, if you're missing games, then... You know, it's almost like all that work was for not. So, you know, you hate to miss games because of injury. So we do everything we can to, to stay on the field. Um, and, you know, at times you have to play through pain. But, you know, like I said, we only have a limited number of opportunities. And then, you know, to have the, the opportunity that we had in the playoffs, you know, that doesn't happen very often. In, in my seven years, that was the, the first time I advanced past the wild card round of the playoffs. So uh, there wasn't much that was going to keep me away from that. And I wanted to be out there with my teammates. When you look back on this year, um, it's so much success. Uh, you guys went viral with a lot of touchdown celebrations, 13-3. Um, and three. I mean, You guys had so much success, and sometimes I feel like you can't touch what it is that made you successful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the chemistry of a team. You can have a ton of talent on a team, but what do you think it was when you look back on the year now and you reflect on it? Is there something that you almost can't put your finger on? Well, I think you touched on it with the the chemistry that we have and uh, how close our locker room is. Uh, It's a bunch of selfless guys that, you know, they do their job so the guy next to him can can do his job. And 
Uh, that's hard to find, especially at, at the level that we're at. You know, a lot of guys get caught up in, in wanting to have individual success. And, you know, that's one of the things since Coach Zimmer's been here, he's instilled in every guy in that locker room that, you know, we'll have team success if, if you put individual success aside. And, you know, we go out there and we do things and we do our job so the guy next to us can do his job well. And uh, I think that specifically on offense is what, you know, allowed us to do so well this year. Uh, we had a, a bunch of guys across the board that were just out there to make plays and, and to help our offense score points, help us win games. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard when you, when you lose in the championship game to look back on a season and, and look at how successful it, it was as a whole. But now that, you know, we've had about a month to kind of remove ourselves from, you know, the tough championship loss and then watching, you know, the Super Bowl hosted here in our town watching the Eagles come here and, and participate, use our locker room, stuff like that. You know, it definitely made it more difficult. But, you know, now about a month removed from that situation, you really can look back and, you know, kind of look at the success that we had in, in 2017. Yeah, you probably were like, get the Eagles out <laughs> of my locker room. That's yeah, I think <laughs> had, had the uh, Super Bowl been anywhere else, yeah. it obviously would have been a little easier to, you know, come back, be at home, uh, just but let, it, it, let it go on. <laughs> exactly. Everything was brought here. Um, it was still incredible going through all the Super Bowl festivities. You know, I tell people all the time it was about 80% Vikings fans and then 10% Eagles fans, 10% Patriots fans. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Vikings fans were still out in full force all week long. You're listening to Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings. This is Overtime with Carly Zucker, presented by Gustavus Adolphus College. Um, you know, this show, we're really trying to get to the heart of what drives athletes, mm -hmm. our sports figures, um, the great things that they do in the community. And you are one of those athletes that just shines in this community. You do so much. And I think people would be surprised to know how hands-on you are. We've been, mm -hmm. Jason, I've been lucky to see that you, all the work that you do, but you are incredibly hands-on. What is the motivation behind that? Because a lot of people could say, I, you know, I'm busy with my, I'm mm -hmm. busy with my sport. I'm busy with the Vikings. I would like to be a face on this, but you really like to be hands-on. And so does Jordan. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you're going to put your name on something, uh, you know, you, you want to be a part of it. You know, you don't just want to attach your name to it and, and let somebody else take it because then if you're not happy with the product, it's attached to your name. So uh, if we're going to put our name on something, we want to be a part of it and, and we want to play a big part in, in whatever it is that we're doing. And, you know, I was fortunate when I got here as a rookie to have older guys in our locker room that, uh, you know, really led by example and, and showed me what it is what it means to be more than just a football player in this community. And uh, early on in my career, I wanted to do as much as I can for those guys. Um, no matter what event they were having, I wanted to be out there and, and support them. And, you know, as we kind of established roots here in the Twin Cities and, uh, you know, been here longer and longer, it's, it's been important to us to kind of start doing stuff on our own. And, you know, as you creep into year three, four, five here in this community, uh, we started doing more and more. And, you know, now we've, our daughters were born here. They'll be raised here. And, you know, this truly is home for us. So uh, we want to impact this community in the best way possible. And, you know, like I said, that's, that's, yeah, doing our stuff, but doing as much of other people's stuff as well, because there are so many great things that go on in this community. Uh, not only do we want to be a part of them, but we want to support them. Why Minnesota? I asked the athletes this because it isn't necessarily where you grew up, mm -hmm. but you said it is home for you and you're yeah. making it home. But what do you think it is about Minnesota that athletes want to stay here? They want to invest their time, their resources in. Why Minnesota for you guys? Well, I think, you know, for me personally, I can look back to coming here in 2011 and um, just the, the welcoming nature of, of people here and, you know, how they 
truly allowed me to make this home. You know, it, it was an easy transition. I'm, I'm from the Midwest, uh, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then went to school in South Bend at Notre Dame. So we've just kind of worked our way a little further north each step of the way. Um, but coming here to the Twin Cities, it's, it's a great community to live in. It's a great community to raise kids in. Um, the people are extremely friendly and polite, but I mean, no offense to our wild. This is a Vikings town. And, you know, the love that this state has for our team and the support that we get week in and week out during the season and then the optimism that comes each and every offseason for the next year. I think that's what, you know, drives me personally, but drives a lot of guys on our team, uh, especially guys that live here year round. Uh, they see how hungry and how passionate our fan base is for a championship. And, um, you know, I, I think all the time what it would be like to, to bring the first championship here uh, in an organization that has so much history and tradition and so many great players, Hall of Famers, um, to be the first team to ever win a world championship, I think is what drives our guys and what will motivate our guys throughout this offseason. Um, this is the voice of Kyle Rudolph of the Vikings. I'm Carly Zucker with Overtime. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to all the great things you do in the community. Um, the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital mm -hmm. um, has been the recipient of your great deeds. Um, you guys have raised, and you can correct me on this, I was, I was kind of going off of conversations I've had with mutual friends that we have there, but $2 million is probably close yeah, to close. what you guys have raised mm -hmm. for that hospital to create the end zone and to do lots of other things there. $2 million. Mm -hmm. When you think about that, you must have a sense of, wow, like we've done something really great there. And now with the end zone opening, um, can you just talk about the process of doing this and what you feel as you hear those numbers? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the money's great, but it's it's about impacting the lives of the patients and their families. And, um, you know, for people that don't know my backstory, I'm the brother of a, you know, pediatric cancer survivor. And, um you know, my little brother was born with neuroblastoma and, and battled it the first year of his life and, you know, has now, he just turned 27 the other day. So he's been cancer free for 26 years. And uh, that's kind of what has always instilled the drive in me to want to help kids and, and their families, uh, just because it does hit so close to home to me and my family. But then, you know, the Vikings have had a long outstanding partnership with Masonic Children's Hospital. And when I got drafted here my rookie year again, like I just I took part in, in other guys' events and Steve Hutchinson, John Sullivan, they were hosting the holiday huddles and the golf tournament in the summer and I just wanted to do as much as I could and the, the closer I got with the patients and the families there, you know, we knew that was some place that we wanted to do something special and you know, never would I have guessed that we would be able to raise over two million dollars and, and provide the space that we've provided for these patients and their families, but um, you know, we're, we're we're happy and we're honored to do so. And, you know, I think that our end zone will allow these patients and their families to, to have a place to kind of escape the real reason why they're there and get away from the treatments that they're undergoing. Uh, just allow them to be kids. You know, we both have kids and, you know, we know what those kids want to do and how they, they just want to have fun. Um, no matter what their circumstance is, uh, they just want to act like kids. And, you know, we feel like this space will allow these patients and their families to have a place to go and, and just let go, uh, to, to be a kid and forget the reason why they're there. Um, I think that if anybody has the opportunity, I encourage you to go check out the end zone, Kyle Rudolph's end zone at the Masonic Children's Hospital because it is something spectacular. You guys really have done Thank something you. great there. Um, maybe just, is there is there one moment, you have done so much there, Rudy's Red Eye, um, there is just a lot, you've done plenty of visits there, mm -hmm. um, and you guys will continue to do that great work. Is there... A moment that has stood out to you because I think sometimes 
there are moments where you go, wow, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, there's, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time you go there, you, you meet somebody new or you meet a new family and, um, you know, you learn about their story and the hardships and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. Um, you know, one story in particular for me is as a kid that we got close with a few years back during the 2015 season. And, uh, his name was Anton and, you know, Anton battled EB and, you know, he was on the, the bones marrow transplant floor at Masonic and, you know, just kid was five years old. Uh, he was a, you know, adopted from Russia, you know, his, his parents essentially, you know, wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, he was found in Russia, sent over here to the States, adopted by a family that has the biggest hearts in the world. They knew exactly what they were taking on when they took him on, um, but wanted to provide the best care for him. And um, for people who don't know, EB is a skin disorder where the cells essentially just um, deteriorate and, and fall off. And it's extremely painful. And what this kid went through in, in five years of his life you know, I can never imagine, you know, you ask about us playing through pain, you know, to be out there on the field. And, you know, to me, like when I go visit the hospital, I see what these kids are going through and the pain uh, and the hardships that they go through. It, it makes me and, you know, my ankle seem like nothing. So, um, you know, they're extremely inspiring. And, you know, we were able to get really close with him. And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't doing too well after a Thursday night game in, in Arizona for us. And I remember talking to his mom and dad via text as I was sitting on the plane and, you know, they're like, if, if you're up for it, we'd love to have you come see him, you know, as soon as you get back. And uh, I think we landed back uh, in, in Minneapolis around 6.37 o'clock in the morning, uh, Friday morning after our Thursday night game. And, and I just went straight over to the hospital and got to spend some time with him and with his family. And, you know, that's a family that we got extremely close with. And I remember at that point, that was when, you know, we kind of decided that, you know, this is a place that we want to do something really, really special at. Uh, you know, we had already had the ideas of the end zone, but after that experience, it was, to me, you know, I knew that was the place for it. Well, you're not done yet. You have a lot of events that you're going to be come that are coming up here in the off season. Um, do I know there might not be a lot of specifics with the draft party, but do you want to talk about that because you've done that in the past, and that's something I know yeah, you're looking absolutely. forward to doing again. Yeah, we'll have uh, our third annual draft party on the Thursday of the draft, which is the first round, and you know it, it's an it's a unique opportunity. Um, it's it's an opportunity for fans to come out and you know kind of rub elbows and bump shoulders with guys on our team um, in an environment to which is, is unlike any other. You know, we'll, we'll have a good time. We'll hang out. We'll, we'll talk some football. Um, and then at the end of the night, we'll welcome our, our newest player, essentially, you know, my newest teammate to, to the Minnesota Vikings. So it's, it's one that, you know, throughout all the things we've done, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite events that we do each year. And, you know, it, it's, it is truly a unique opportunity for fans to, to have access to not only myself, but other guys on our team, other guys across all sports here in Minnesota. Um, we've had incredible support. You know, obviously, Jason, yourself have come out. Uh, we've had Twins players come out, you know, the Timberwolves guys when they're not playing. So it, it really is more than just a Vikings draft party. It's a unique opportunity for fans to come out and, and meet a lot of the athletes here in, in Minnesota. I would encourage anybody to keep an eye on the date for that and tickets because 
Kyle, what's really cool about the events, too, is that you're not just set at a table and the fans get one minute with you and you sign something and they walk away. Mm -hmm. You're really there to talk with people. And I think at all of your events, that's something really unique as well, is that you just want to interact with fans, it seems like, and you just want to get to know people and actually talk with people. I think that's really cool for an event because Mm -hmm. fans don't always get that opportunity to get up close and personal with people. So make sure that if you're listening, you look up the date on that and get more information. And we'll obviously put that out on a social media as well. Um, what else is to come? You guys have the golf tournament yeah, that you do with Masonic tur- coming up. That is a blast. Yeah, and the there are some huge names that come to that. We do. We get a lot of guys that come out. And it's, it's kind of overwhelming for me to see the support that you know we got in our first year hosting the golf tournament. And I know Jason and I both talked about it a little bit. Just you know the guys that committed and said yes immediately. And you know that, that's a credit to Jason, uh, to myself, and, and the support that we've shown them over the years for them to come out now that we're hosting our golf tournament. And it's a lot of fun. It was a little long last year, so we're going to work on, on making the round a <laughs> hey, little shorter. I was shorter. fine with it. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and I, talking to the people at the hospital, I think that was the only requirement I had was not a long round, and we were out there for almost seven hours. So uh, it's it's obviously the, our main goal is raising money for the Children's Hospital, and we were able to do that. And, you know, it's, it's hard because so many people want to come out and play and support the hospital. But then that creates the long round. So uh, we're going to have to find a way to, to make it a little better, yet still raising more money than we did last year for the hospital. So uh, looking forward to that. And then also our Lake Bash again. We, we started that last year and, you know, trying to come up with, you know, fun and unique ways to, to raise money. Uh, the Lake Bash came came up as an idea. And uh, we didn't have great weather for it last year. It was in like the low 50s in June. And uh, it, it the whole lake was kind of taken out of it. But uh, we still had a ton of fun, and you know, it's it's again, it's it's not, you know, you buy tickets for a table and sit down with one athlete that you have an opportunity to talk to for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, you know, you truly are hanging out and uh, spending time with with athletes from all over Minnesota for hours, and it's a lot of fun. It's competitive. Uh, I plan on bringing a championship <laughs> team again this year. People were a little upset. It was that very competitive. People were a little upset that my team won in my own event, but. You know, if you don't want me to win, then beat me. And, you know, I'm extremely competitive. So uh, we're looking forward to year two. Oh, my gosh. I like that competitive nature. You bring that to everything Absolutely, you do, yes. right? 100%. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. want to talk a little bit about being a dad because mm-hmm. you have two beautiful twin girls at home. Um, how has that changed you or has it changed you? Or, I mean, just to be a dad is an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing it's changed for me is my perspective. Um you know, I'll go back to all the work we've done at the Children's Hospital and, and spending time with those kids and, and the patients and families there. You know, it's always hard because, you know, for me, I would think what it would be like to, to be a parent and, and take a kid to uh, the hospital and, and, and check into the hospital and spend days, weeks, months in the hospital. And then when you have your own kids and you think about what it's like, uh, what it would be like to have to take for me, you know, take one of my daughters to the hospital if they were sick or ill. Um, just it it reminds me how incredibly strong those parents are. And, um, you know, I don't know if I would be as strong as some of the parents that we've spent time with at the hospital. And, uh, you know, for them as a parent, all you want is, is for your kid to, to be healthy, to be happy and to grow up and, and live a great life. And, you know, there, there's no rhyme or reason why these kids are affected and, and my kids are not. So uh, it's extremely 
you know, I'm extremely fortunate and extremely blessed to have two healthy girls. And, you know, I don't take that for granted. And, you know, I'm always reminded when we spend time at the hospital, how fortunate we are that, you know, especially having twins, uh, they never had complications. And, you know, we just have two happy, healthy, uh, stubborn baby girls at time. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this has been really fun. Um, if fans are listening, want to let them know how they can get involved with anything that you're doing. Because I think that's another part of this show that I wanted to try mm-hmm. to connect fans with what our athletes are doing. And if they're listening, um, what can they do to help you out and to get involved? Well, we'll continue to post when our events are coming up and you know just keep an eye out on on social media channels uh for these events that are coming out you know we love having the support of uh the twin cities and you know i'll continue to have these events uh as long as they're continue to be supported so uh you know you go back to that number that we talked about before raising for the children's hospital uh that wouldn't be possible without the twin cities and, and the state of minnesota I think that was one of the things that when we set our mind to to building this space, we wanted it to be the best in the country. And, you know, Jordan and I could have never done that without the support of everyone in the Twin Cities and the state of Minnesota. So, um, you know, I'll continue to have these fun events as long as they're continued to be supported. So uh, just keep an eye out on, on social media channels. Obviously, the draft party will be in April, and then we'll have the golf tournament in the, the Lake Bash in June. So uh, we look forward to seeing people at all of those. Yeah, I don't think Vikings fans are going anywhere, so they'll definitely be there. Um, a little bird told me, I have no idea if this is true, little bird told me um, that you – might be interested in broadcast after football, mm-hmm. which will be a long time because yeah. I imagine you'll be playing football for a very long time. Um, but is that something when you look at life after football, what do you think? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's hard. And, and one of the things that they try to do in this league when you come into the league is, is force you to think about life after football. You know, for guys in our league, you've been in a locker room, you've been a part of a team your entire life. And now that's taken away. Um, you know, for me, post football i don't ever want there to be a post football um football has been uh so incredible to, incredible to me and to my family and has opened so many doors and, and blessed so many people in my life that you know i always want to be around the game and you know broadcasting and media is a way that i can still be around the game um you know i enjoy i'm a fan of of football to begin with so uh to to sit somewhere and, and talk about football uh, it doesn't sound like work to me. So uh, having an opportunity to do that would would be awesome, uh, and it would allow me to still be around the game that I love so much um, and never truly have to take football out of my life. Well, we hope that you'll do broadcasting mm-hmm. some, but you're great at this. Well, thank you're you. You're great at doing all this, and everything. every interview I've seen you do has been fantastic. Um, one thing I forgot to ask about that I wanted to circle back on the end zone I, what I thought was incredible during the planning of the end zone was you sat down with kids and did mm-hmm. a kind of a round table. Yeah. You asked them what they want out of the end zone. And I thought those conversations were really interesting. Um, can you talk oh, a little absolutely. bit about that? Because yeah. I think to hear from kids is always the best. Well, I mean, as, as you know, um, you know, kids are brutally honest and, and they say exactly what they want and exactly what's on their mind. So, you know, for us in the planning of this space, it would be great for, for me to sit down and think about all the cool things that a 28 year old guy would like to put in an end zone for kids. Um, but the bottom line is if the kids don't think they're cool and, you know, I like to think that I'm still cool with kids, but (laughs) you know, there's a bit of a generational gap there. They're into different things than I'm into. So, uh, sitting down with, you know, 
it was like five or six kids, uh, not only patients at the hospital, but siblings, um, you know, kids of all kinds to, to get their input, to find out, um, you know, what, what would you use? What do you want in a space? And, you know, obviously we got some incredible ideas, um, you know, like a giant skate park, which that would be a little tough to yeah. put in an indoor space yep. in a hospital. <laughs> we wanted to make sure it was accessible to no matter what you had going on, you could go down there and, and, you know, IV pole, wheelchair, whatever we had to do to make it accessible to you, we can make it happen. So a skate park would have been a little tough, yep. but um, we did. We got so much good input from these kids, and they truly helped, you know, take our vision and, and form it into what it has become. And, you know, hopefully that's that's a space that will get used so much that we're, we're constantly adding to it. And we always see kids and families in there. Well, it turned out great. Kyle Rudolph, thank you so much. You're doing great work. Thank you to Jordan as well. Um, and thanks for joining me for overtime. Uh, this was a great time. Um, that's it for this episode. Make sure to tune in next week.